Hello, and welcome to Building Brand You, the show where we help you to accelerate your success, getting you more clients, more revenue, more business, and more opportunities by unlocking your greatest asset, you. My name is Kim Hamer. I'm an international business coach, a recognized global expert on leadership, visibility, and personal branding, and I designed this podcast for you to help you unlock what you already have and to give you a whole host of tools and techniques that you can implement in order to accelerate your success and build your own brand you. At Building Brand You, we are all about taking action. And to help you do that, in addition to this podcast, we publish exclusive material, special offers, and behind-the-scenes content in our newsletter, Brand You Unlocked. And if you'd like to find out more about our Building Brand You coaching programs, you can book a free 20-minute call with me, where we'll explore where you are and whether Building Brand You coaching is the right fit for you. You'll find both of these links, as well as many others, in the show notes. So let's unlock this episode and lift the lid on what's next in Building Brand You. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special feature-length episode of Building Brand You. Today, I am delighted to welcome Kit Jackson. Kit first joined us back in Season 2, Episode 15, where she talked about the importance of conscious choices in formulating our strategy. This time, she joins us to talk more about personal strategy and how that can help us achieve our flow. Kit's expertise is in developing the organizational team and personal capability to make strategy happen. Empowering others to fulfill their potential is her purpose. Kit coaches personal strategy, helping individuals to create clarity and congruence between their purpose, their values, and their conscious choices across all aspects of life using a methodology that she has pioneered. Kit also leads the strategy faculty for Homeward Bound, a groundbreaking leadership initiative that is equipping women in STEM to shape and lead the future of the planet, fulfill their potential and journey to Antarctica. I hope you enjoy our return conversation with the wonderful Kit Jackson. So hello, Kit. How are you today? Thanks for joining me on Building Brand You. Hello, Kim. Uh, well, thanks for having me uh, back on Building Brand You, and I'm really great. Thank you. Excellent. So, listeners, I interviewed Kit back in Season 2, Episode 15, and we talked back then about making conscious choices. So, you know, if you want a double header of Kit Jackson, go back to Season 2, Episode 15, have a listen, and have a listen to, to this episode as well. So it is brilliant to have you back, Kit. I think... Uh, what's been uh, so exciting is that that episode actually went live a year ago. We've both been developing our businesses and, and what we've been doing. So I'm really excited to have you back on um, to talk more specifically about one of the, the areas of, of what you do um, around strategy and particularly personal strategy. So before uh, we get into any questions, for anybody who doesn't know who you are, um, I'm going to hand the mic over to you uh, and ask you to just tell us who Kit Jackson is um, and say hello to our listeners. Well, thank you, Kim. 
Well, as an introduction, I have a, one of my mantras is that strategy is only as good as the capability to execute it. So what I do is develop the organizational or team or personal capability to make strategy happen. And capability includes a lot of things. Uh, it includes um, a lot of conditions for success. More on that later. And then why do I do it? Uh, and that's because I'm all about helping others fulfill their potential. So how did I get here? Um, is this a question I was considering um, before for getting onto this, uh, this podcast? I started my career some decades ago in performance improvement implementation consultancy um, and then pivoted into strategy wanting a, a longer term horizon. I came across the balance scorecard um, and thought, here is a tool that incorporates both strategy and implementation. And in particular, it's a, it's a strategy execution framework. Um, so I fell in love with it. And for 20 years, I've worked with leaders to implement their strategy successfully using the Kaplan-Norton strategy mapping balance scorecard methodology. And then seven years ago, Homeward Bound, the groundbreaking leadership initiative uh, supporting women in uh, with a STEM background to better lead, influence and shape the future of our planet. That initiative was a catalyst for me to develop the capability that I had in strategy mapping for organisations into a methodology that can be used for individuals, um, which is called personal strategy. And, uh, and that was the catalyst really to develop it into a, a formal approach. So I guess that's a summary of where I got here, mm. how I got here. Yes, yeah. And a good summary too. Um, I think what's really interesting is, um, I think you're probably somewhat like me in that you've moved around a bit in your career. There's been a thread of, for you, of strategy and strategy mapping. And I think strategy execution versus the strategy development that seems to be so prevalent um, when we talk about consulting and all of that sort of thing. I think execution is something that is a little rarer, a little less common. And um, I think that that approach to making strategy happen feels like it's been the thread through your whatever your your work contribution and career choices have been would that be a fair thing to say it would be it would be i must say i haven't taken a um a standard career path to uh, to the place that i've got to today i i started the in the sort of opposite direction from you you've gone from corporate into entrepreneur i started my career as an entrepreneur Straight out of university, I was involved in a number of different startups, including uh, launching an exclusive cruise line, creating and distributing the first Euro-Soviet trade directory post-Gorbachev's perestroika reforms, and growing the first uh, London freebie magazine, which 
there's not much thread in there, I must admit, um, except being strategically opportunistic. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that, that it wasn't very mainstream. But, you know, I wasn't a, a, a really a, a mainstream type of gal. However, I then met a mainstream type of guy and uh, he persuaded me to get a proper job. Okay. <laughs> so, I applied for a consultant role in the in the performance improvement implementation consultancy. And after being told I wouldn't be accepted as um, I was one, too young, two, female, and three, too posh, I worked my way up through the organization over over 10 years, um, taking on probably the toughest projects to prove my worth as a capable female um, leader. And, and that took me to the depths of Bosnia just before the Bosnian War, <clears throat> across Europe to South Africa, Zimbabwe, Namibia, working in manufacturing companies, uh, gold mines, forests, uh, you, you, you name it, really. And what was... What was extraordinary about that experience was that this uh, this consultancy company was quite different in that when we said we would improve performance, it was an absolute promise uh, measured weekly. It was like being on The Apprentice. If you hadn't achieved your KPIs by the end of the week, you would be asked who should be fired from the team. It was It was a really tough environment. Um, and uh, certainly not for sissies. And it gave me a really good grounding in implementing transformational change and a focus uh, on accountability for results. But ultimately, it didn't align with my values. Mm -hmm. um, and after 10 years of that, um, I needed to make a shift. So I was offered an opportunity to pivot into strategy and to move to Australia. And this is where I was introduced to the balance scorecard. And I thought, you know, this is this is a fantastic strategic tool that that actually addresses the issue of of execution or or more more rightly, the, the issue of most strategies, regardless of of how good they are, um, still fail to be executed or to deliver the the, the benefits that they promise. So I, I joined um, the organization of the Balance Scorecard founders, Balance Scorecard Collaborative, and that was really for the next, next decade or so, gaining a fantastic experience of what it takes to execute strategy using the Kaplan and Norton methodology. So we've got implementation and we've got strategy. Then the next 10 years, I really worked at the nexus of strategy and culture building that capability, um, working with leaders to align strategy and culture, because when they're not aligned, that's where culture will stop strategy in its tracks. And so really working on, on that area uh, was, was my, my key focus, and, and that built a, a new set of capabilities. So, you know, I worked very much on organization strategy, um, and change but various challenges in my life um, and my my career might have been very 
but my uh, life experiences have also been um, uh, multifarious and varied. It caused me to consider how I could use what I knew and my superpower in strategy mapping for businesses in my personal life. Um, and I realized that I, I think in strategy maps. I love the framework and the strategy map being that sort of execution model and that cause and effect model. And this is where the, the whole idea of using a framework to um, make your personal strategy happen. And it was, um, it was at, uh, where we really worked together again um, in Homeward Bound, where that was developed. Mm. But, uh, mm. has developed into the into the program that we have today amazing it's, it's just such an amazing story to listen to to think through all of those pieces and I'm always struck by we never know what's ahead but funnily enough when we get to a certain place we look back and go oh there's all of those pieces that came together to allow me not just to do this thing, but to develop it into something else that makes a real impact. And that that you said actually amplifies what we're great at, our superpower. So, so let's talk a little bit about that transitioning of that strategy map from organization into personal with, with Homeward Bound. Uh, tell us um, a little bit about how you came to be a part of, of Homeward Bound. What was the role of strategy for for these these women who had backgrounds in STEM who are aspiring to leadership, what was the role of that? I was uh, contacted by the visionary leadership activist, Fabi Datner, that, uh, that you have also interviewed. I have. Um, she was putting together this program um, and uh, it would end up in a um, uh, the largest all-female expedition to Antarctica that uh, this, this leadership program would be delivered in Antarctica on a ship. Um, and she felt that as strategic thinking and strategic capability is one of the least developed leadership capabilities for both men and women, but particularly in women, it was a critical piece of this uh, leadership initiative. To be able to provide for for um, these most extraordinary um, women, and thinking about what what we actually needed for this program. So often you have leadership programs that you have you have a book that you can write notes in, and there's typically a what have I learned, and what am I going to do differently tomorrow, and how do how do I sort of build it into something that's going to make sense when I come back to reality and. Typically, when reality hits, it just stays in a, note, in a notebook. What I felt is that we really needed to be able to translate those insights from this amazing leadership program into conscious choices that could be developed as a whole, whole of life strategy uh, that, that really developed that congruence between work and contribution, the relationships that we have outside of work and self, starting with self. So that's where the, the, the structure, the strategy map really came into play as a container for all those insights and then to convert them into something that um, was strategic. And we 
we had then strategic intentions and choices that then could be um, uh, were converted into a clear action plan and um, habits and experiences and so on that was planned out uh, for the re-entry into, into real life. And then we could continue to review and work on that as life developed, as life does develop. And, you know, uh, strategy is dynamic and has to be dynamic. It's not um, more and more. It's not just a, a one one stop thing. We need to constantly be be using it as a as a guide to navigate uh, the the twists and turns and what what gets thrown at us. So mm. that was the that was the basis, um, and you know I put that into a methodology and that was great. Um, and I think you know the, the work that we've done we've recognised that the the demand was there to to formalise it and to take it out to wider than um just the homeward bound cohorts uh, and we've we've now had something like 700 people um work through that um and had some amazing transformational experiences uh using using this uh using this tool and approach uh, and and now we've we've got it into a into a a formalized program an online program, no less. So you can do Indeed. it anywhere in the world. Indeed. Yes. Obviously, the Homeward Bound program has a number of different streams. And I talk about this because um, Kit and I have worked together for the last sort of two and a half, three years. Um, I've been supporting her efforts on, on personal strategy and doing some coaching with the cohort. You know, why is the personal strategy, that framework and that container so so critical to stand on its own so why doesn't it sit within one of the other streams like leadership or visibility or science or well-being or what why why does it sit separately instead of being part of of some of the other streams of of work that that um, participants are exposed to it acts as a separate stream for two reasons one it's supporting the development of strategic thinking is something that so often gets put aside. We get so consumed by the day-to-day of, of our lives and, and our work that we forget to put the, the smallest tasks and, and um, activities into a broader, more connected, more purposeful context. So part of this stream is to support that development, development of that capability, in terms of strategic thinking and thinking as a connected whole. So thinking of your life, not in terms of trying to have balance between you know, one work and life, uh, but rather to see the congruence or even flow between um, the different elements of your life. And the choices that you make in, in one part, say in yourself, will have an impact on the choices that you make in your relationships and the choices that you make in work and vice versa. So to understand how they all fit together as an integrated system, founded on your values, what's really important to you and in line with your aspirations, purpose and, and, and vision. So it's a very important part that's separate um, from the leadership stream, the visibility stream and um, 
well-being and and science. The second reason is that it is an integrating container. So for each of the streams, the other uh, program streams, uh, you're able to take those insights and convert them into the, the conscious choices in the in the uh, strategy map. For that reason, it's a separate stream. And we also work on how to align your personal strategy with the strategy of the organization that you're either working in or serving, whether it's your own business, whether it's a small team, or is it a big corporate, whatever. So it's, it's also looking at how do you increase your valuable com- contribution and be valued by, for your mm. contribution through alignment. So mm. there's a lot of uh, thinking about context, strategic thinking, um, alignment, and putting attention to your intentions around what's really important in your life and creating the space for you to put some time to think about you and your strategy is priceless. Um, So often the people who go through this program say, you know, I spend a lot of time working on my personal performance objectives in my in the business i you know very familiar with the 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 work pillar for me what i find difficult is actually figuring out what is really important to me what my identity is not what's expected of me not what my natural reflex is but to reflect on who am i what i want to be who i want to be not what i do and how does that define me and what is my legacy? Where, what, why, where, where am I going? So mm. to to really have that space to be able to to reflect on those things, that's that's where a lot of the value is, and why it's a it's a separate, quite a major part of the of the program. Brilliant. So I want to talk a little bit more about the experience of people who um, are, are actually going through um, the personal strategy program, whether that's, you know, people who've done it with you in Homeward Bound or people you've coached separately or um, have been through the online program. Um, and perhaps what would be great is to uh, to walk through a little bit how do you approach the personal strategy program? Where does it start? You talked about values as the foundation. How does that help us to create this flow this holistic and interconnected approach to all the areas of our life instead of focusing on one and the others just fall to the wayside so you know would you be up for sort of walking us a little bit through personal strategy um, and and sharing that with listeners sure absolutely so if you visualize a house and actual foundation are your values we look at the values in the three different lenses. What things are really important to you in your life for yourself? Not what's expected of you, but for you. Um, not what you're giving to others, but for you. And what is going to support your, your development and, and growth and, and your strategy? So we look at uh, prioritizing 
top three values for yourself. And then we look at doing that in your relationships. So what three values really underpin and support the relationships that you aspire to? Not what you're missing in your relationships. So you know, if you feel like uh, you have a relationship that uh, is not giving you, not being particularly truthful, it's not necessarily that's the value that you need to demonstrate. You can't, it's, it's your strategy. It's not... It's not your strategy for somebody else. It comes back to to oneself. So what are the the top three values in your relationships and what's going to really support those relationships? And then what are the top three values uh, in your work context, Um, whether it's work that is financially, that you're financially uh, compensated for, or whether it's work that you do that's a contribution. So having... Having identified those those foundational values, it is literally the, the 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 grounding. And if you if you are not sure where you're going, and sometimes in my life, as you can imagine, with the the, the meandering career that I've had, I've used my values as a basis for decision making. And you mentioned that earlier, actually, that you left. Um, after a particular period of time, I think it was performance management, performance improvement you talked about, and you said it just yes. didn't align with my values. Yeah. 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 It was turning me into some somebody I knew I wasn't, mm. and I was becoming somebody I, I didn't want to be. Mm. Um, and so I, I knew I, I loved the work. I was really good at it, and I loved it, and I, I really worked 24-7. I mean, I really worked 24-7. Uh, I was relentless, um, which is why I was really good at it. And uh, I, I even scared myself, I think. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I knew that I'd only be able to walk away from it if I left the continent. I mean, I really left it and and shifted and pivoted into something completely different. So, yes, foundational values. And then ideally, one well, we would work on purpose. However, quite often we find that purpose is something that evolves and develops as part of this process. So if, if you've got a clear purpose, that's great. There's some exercises to, to help support the development of that, uh, of your purpose. What's potentially easier to start with is setting your aspirations. and. I would go back to the structure of this house. If your values at the foundation, you have three pillars in the house. And your central pillar, right at the center, the core of your strategy is your self pillar. Why is it your center? Put on your oxygen mask first before helping others. Fill your cup first. Right? And then that is surrounded on one side by your relationships with others. Um, and on the other side, with your work or, uh, or contribution. In the roof is your purpose. And at the top of each pillar in the eaves are your, your aspirations. It's what we're aiming towards with uh, your, your destination or vision also in the, in the eaves. So if your purpose and aspirations about what you want to be and the legacy you want to leave... Your vision is about what you want to do. So I want to get to this destination by this time frame. 
So it's much more crunchy. The, the purpose and aspirations is really about recognizing that we're not human doings, we're human beings. So it's a focus on the being part. And then to build the uh, conscious choices or priorities within each of the pillars. So starting from, from the self, because typically we start with self, you can't lead others uh, until you are, have a clear sense of your, of your own self and you're self-aware. So starting with self. And we look at three key areas in, in that self strategy, which is how to be your best self, how to live your best life. And, and right at the heart of your strategy is how do you have the, the best of well-being, vitality and, and, and health? And those are the three typical areas that that we would see as to think about in terms of your self strategy, leading towards your your aspirations. And then in the relationships pillar, you are thinking about what's my role, what's what responsibility do I take for the relationships that I have, not what I want somebody else to be or to do for me. Um, and I think that was a big aha in my life, rather than saying, oh, well, well that didn't work out because they were uh, not not uh, as, as, as great as I thought they were, whatever. And, and I wanted them to be someone different. You need to take responsibility for the relationships that you have uh, and whether that's a significant other, your kids, your, your um, very close friends, broader family, your connections. It's, it's about uh, what relationships do you aspire to and what role do you play in terms of, of uh, having those relationships and making sure that they are, are nourishing, not depleting. And then the, the third pillar on the other side, and we kind of leave this one to the, to the third because so often our identity is, is wrapped up in, in our work strategy. So thinking about our self first and relationships and then work thinking about what what uh, contribution do we provide and how can we enhance that so that we feel valued um we and we create more more value so typical areas to consider are firstly how do i enhance my contribution in in my current role um, so that it's more in line with my my values, my aspirations, my purpose. Then typically would be, you know, what what new skill or what new area or new thing, future opportunity am I going to to work on, to consider, to explore, to experiment with? And then thirdly, there's often a, a priority around uh, how you contribute to your community, to to your wider purpose. So let's say where you work isn't entirely aligned with your, your purpose. So you might have some, some area, some organization you contribute to that is very tied to your purpose and that that becomes part of your contribution strategy. And then we look at what's going to enable that. So we've got your values, but also what do you need to have in place, whether it's financial, whether it's physical, mental, psychological, enablers that's going to enable you to to deliver on those those priorities you've laid down and then we relook at the the values and say the values i've chosen are they values that are going to 
support me in those priorities if I if I make those values manifest in my life. So looking then looking at it in in terms of the the whole, and then assessing am I am I really going to invest in all of these things? Do I have the resources, i.e., the energy, the the time, the finances to invest in in everything that I've put down? And do I need to prioritize? Because a strategy is not just about what I'm going to do. It's about what I'm not going to do to create the space for what's really important. And this is not just a, a task list. This is about what I want to, to prioritize to be able to, to achieve uh, my intentions. A common issue is that people have a tendency to write actions here rather than think about, well, what does the action why why would you do this action what's it trying to achieve and how is it in line with your aspirations mm. so the, the next stage once you've really worked on and done the work around defining what does this mean for me is then to convert that into a plan over the over the year uh, of commitments and that can be a plan not just of actions but of experiments of activities of commitments of um projects a whole mix of things and then the key here is that you can't do everything all at once so it's about being strategic mm. so that's a in a nutshell yeah the, the the strategy map and and how you build it out into a plan and i think one of the the, the key things is that and there's there's a certain magic that comes from the very process of getting some of these ideas out of your head onto paper and then to be able to describe your the story of your strategy to somebody else. In doing that, you are training your brain that this is a priority. And just that very act of, of making those choices and, and building that is sometimes enough to provoke a transformational change and it actually accelerates the delivery of it. So just developing your personal strategy map accelerates the delivery of your personal strategy. Um, it's amazing, but uh, it, it's, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've heard some of the, um, the people that we've worked with on Homeward Bound talk about, I, I started it and then I didn't do it for a few months but then I sort of went back and had a look at it and what I realized was that just in the very starting even though I wasn't really present to it I had started to take actions that were consistent with what I'd started to develop and and these you know those things had started to happen and become more of a priority in my in my day-to-day -day life which I think is um yeah. you, you know you talk about that magic you've been through that you know the whole the process of the map but there's something that is greater than the sum of the parts that happens i think is is my experience yeah it's true and, and it, it actually coming back to the the topic the, the key topic of your series yes it's about flow yeah um and that's where the magic is because you have congruence Mm. Um, and when you're making choices that are congruent with your values, they're congruent with your aspirations, it it all suddenly all comes together. It's amazing. And, mm. and you know, I think flow is 
is uh, it's like that analogy that I've used before. It's like the wind. It's invisible, but you can see and feel its effects. Mm. Um, and, you know, when you when you have that congruence, when you have that flow, it's like a tailwind, which accelerates your progress. But when it's it's not quite right and it's, you know, it, it, it's grating, um, you don't have the flow and there's a misalignment, um, you know, maybe you're you're saying you're saying your story and it's going, that's not really me. You know, I, I picked that up from somewhere else. That's it's like a headwind. Um, and it means that you don't you're not committed to it. And so you might have it on paper, but it doesn't turn into a into a commitment and into mm. a, as an action because mm. you uh, you don't you have that misalignment. And so it's like a it's like a headwind. Yeah. Um, and it slows you down and it can stop you in your tracks. It's a great analogy. And and interestingly, you you raised flow, but also progress. Mahali, Sinkstrap Mahali talks about, you know, when we are feeling happy and satisfied and content, we are usually in flow. And flow is about making progress on something that is sufficiently challenging, but not so challenging it becomes a barrier. So I love that you brought progress and that the personal strategy map actually helps us to align all those energies, all of those things in our life that might might have in the past been pulling against each other uh, and really getting in front of that tailwind, getting, getting the wind behind you and really letting it accelerate your results, where you're going, what you experience, all of those sorts of things. So I think that tied it together really well. I wanted to ask you a question about values and I know you work with a lot of different people on values and and done a lot of work yourself so often when we start talking to people about their values we hear a lot of things like oh well integrity and honesty and trust and compassion or kindness I mean and I started like that I think I thought integrity and honesty would be up the top of my values list and actually what transpired was something very different it's not that I don't have integrity in my life, but it, it just, other things resonated. Could you talk a little bit about that that sort of real discovery and I guess unlocking of the heartfelt values that are important to us versus these bigger values that seem to be a thread in society? I think it's really interesting what, in fact, Daniel Kahneman says about you know, the thinking fast and slow about that the the frequent exposure bias when you hear things often whether it's from your family your culture social media or whatever you uh they, they become familiar and you know people tend to choose uh, often they choose values that are familiar like the, the the big meta values and I look at them and think okay we need to unpack this which you've had that experience with me I have um, yes <laughs> <laughs> we unpacked um, joy quite a bit <laughs> we did we did and uh I start with saying tell me the story around these three values talk to me about it and uh and then you can start unpacking them and and actually recognize that these these values might be something that have been collected, have been been once been exposed to them a, a lot, and they're not 
they don't really, there's not a story behind them. And particularly, that's why we do the values exercise the first time. And then we do it again. Once you've got some of the key elements and key priorities of your of your strategy to go back and say, okay, now let's look at your value stack. And it's not that your values change. It's just looking at the prioritizing of them. And often there are values further down your value stack that are going to support and enable you to deliver those priorities by bringing them more into your life. And particularly when you're using this in in concert with a a self-awareness tool, um, and there's a multitude of of them out there, but to be able to be aware of where maybe you need to focus your thinking and and your behavior to to be your best self. So sometimes those insights often come out of the leadership program that you're working on, that you you figure out that actually the, these big meta values don't really mean that much to me. They have been almost imposed from my, my external environment. And then we get underneath. What do you really value for you Mm. that self pillar is the is the one that we really unpicked to start off with yeah yeah I think you you know you're you're absolutely right I love how you talked about they can they can be imposed and that 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 frequency frequent exposure bias is that we can often get caught up in well it's good to have integrity it's good to have communication it's good to have trust and instead of it being it's good to what i found in some of our discussions is that what's really powerful is to think about well what are those aspirations i've set i've i've set for myself who do i want to be how do i want to show up in the world therefore what is the real value and what does that look like when I show up like that? And I, I think, you know, I'm an advocate of the personal strategy map. I'm up to my third. I do it every year. It so crystallizes um, where I'm going and what I'm about. But I think that exercise of thinking about, well, you've chosen this value. So one of uh, my values along the way has been solitude and it's been a big one for me. But solitude for you is different from what solitude is for me. And when thinking about what what solitude means, this solitude means that. And you you have a look at, well, what does that actually look like? What does it actually feel like? And then what is my life like without that value? And then we start to get a bit of a sense of, okay, I am really connected to that value. It's not that other things aren't important. It's getting that resonance and connection so that it drives your aspiration. It drives your purpose. It supports all those things. And I I think that opportunity to think about that, you know, that bigger context we're creating for ourselves um, is also in that this means that, you know, when we're defining strategy, we need to talk, well, so what does that actually mean? that we're going to grow by that amount or we're going to do this thing? What does that actually look like? Where do you find the biggest breakthroughs happen, big, biggest aha moments happen when you're working um, through um, different people's uh, personal strategies with them? Are there any common themes or is everybody different? Oh, that's a difficult question. I think it comes from an approach. We are so absorbed in the culture of never enough of 
the hyper-awareness of lack, which allows scarcity to thrive. And the, the issue with scarcity is it's a great lie that we are inadequate. And when we come from a place of scarcity or inadequacy, we prioritize the status quo comfort over courage and strategy is about going from where we are today to somewhere different which means change and i think to be able to have the courage to be strategic to to be able to have the courage to be able to close one door in favor of opening another of valuing the potential and the opportunity greater than the safety of where we are today is really important as as we approach a personal strategy and so you know with, with a lot of women there's a there's an issue with the imposter syndrome or symptoms of of not being enough and i've suffered from it uh, my whole career which is why I've been so relentless um, in proving myself. And, and in some particular situations where I've really been at a zero base and having to think, I, you know, how do I have the capability to face this, this next challenge? And I have this mantra of waking up in the morning and instead of starting from a place of scarcity, like I haven't had enough sleep, I don't know that I can cope with what I've got in front of today. I don't have enough time to to do everything. I, you know, I don't have enough mental capacity or patience or whatever. Rather than starting from a place of scarcity, to, to start from a place of abundance. I am enough and I have enough of whatever I need to face today. And by starting from that place, it's allowed me to approach my personal strategy from a place of generosity and gratitude and you know with a growth mindset generosity and, and gratitude and abundance begets abundance so i would say when when um, people engaging in this process take an approach uh, take a strategic approach take an approach of abundance and potentiality and have some insight into what their potential is and let go of some of the constraints and their internal strategic assumptions, challenge those strategic assumptions that we have about ourselves. That's when the big insights happen and the mm. big ahas happen. And then you can, it all starts, um, the story starts fitting together. Yeah. And, and that's when you get the congruence and that's when you get the flow. Yeah, I love that because what you talked about in the initial part of that, that little piece there was um, having the courage and stepping into that courage. I think the other thing um, that you sort of didn't say but referred to it was actually building the muscle of strategic thinking and questioning you know, that little voice in our head that tells us we're not enough, 
we'll never do it. We'll never get there. It's not possible. Why are you? Why are you doing that? And, you know, your mantra, um, I am enough. I, I absolutely love. It's similar to mine, which is I have absolutely everything I need. It, it, it's funny, isn't it? How, you know, you come to a language that really resonates for you. And um, I, I always talk about what's possible. Um, what could be possible if, if we did mm. this? I want, uh, you know, I think about, you know, three and a half years as an entrepreneur after 28 years in corporate, I look back and think three and a half years ago, I would never have thought the life I have and the business I have was possible. But now I'm excited I don't know what's ahead in the distant future, but I'm excited by the possibility of that and being able to stand in that future and look back and go, oh my goodness, who would have ever thought that was possible? And I think this, the personal strategy map for me came along in that first year in my business when I'd made such an enormous change. I'd taken this leap. We happened to connect. So maybe there was a bit of flow and energy going on there where you know we kind of met at the time that was right for us and and you know that personal strategy map for me um and why it was so so important for me to ask you back particularly in this series was that it has actually created flow it's created congruence and alignment and there's a clarity about what I'm about and what I'm doing I don't always get it right you know sometimes the way ahead is not super planned out or anything like that but I have enough like you say I have everything I need to create the life the business everything that I want and it's um it's been a brilliant sort of experience just that part of it I know we've done a lot a lot more together but I was so thrilled when you said yes you would come back and talk to us a little bit more because personal strategy in that three years um is has not just been now the purview of the Homeward Bound participants. It's now out there in the world for people to participate in. So tell us a little bit, you've got the online program, uh, which was launched, oh God, the start of this year, wasn't it? You launched that online. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about that and what's coming up and, um, you know, any exciting developments you can share with us. I will. I will. And, you know, I love that you, uh, you are living proof that this uh, this approach works. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just picking up on something that you said, I think, you know, I have a, I have a, uh, another thing that I say to myself, it, that it wasn't a wrong turn because I had something to learn. Mm. Yeah. Um, and what may have seemed to be a wrong turn at that moment, um, I needed to take that path to build a capability to learn something, mm. to face into something, or yeah. to contribute to somebody else. Yeah. That was part of my strategic journey. Yeah. Or to get um, clear on yeah. what it is we want and what and don't want, or what we, we will do want. and won't do. And exactly. So something yeah. to learn. Yeah. So um answering your question, uh what's what's next? So we've um we've built out the the online program and that is now um, up and running and it's been up and running for uh, 10 months and we are now developing that. Um, what's coming is a series of workshops for people who are just starting their personal strategy. If you've been working on one uh, through one of the programs that we run, there's a refresh 
Um, so they'll, there's a whole series of workshops and we'll be running them at various times to capture the global market because I know that we, we have um, uh, strategy mappers across the globe in various time zones. So that is coming. So, so watch this space, I guess, uh, for that. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And are you continuing, you're, you're currently working with home and bound participants still, does it still, does the, does the personal strategy map still, you've developed it into a, a commercial proposition for want of a better word, but you know, has how you feel about it changed in any way after putting six, 700 women in homeward bound uh, through, you know, introducing them to the strategy map? Has, has it changed how you feel about it? Only that I am constantly amazed that something that was in my head as a, just a natural way to think has such um, amazing impact on people and people are very kind in terms of giving me feedback around the impact it's had in their lives and their careers some some really transformational experiences and uh that that is that the, the excitement of that never gets any less and um as the number of people that that are involved in this uh, go through this continuously expands it's a uh, it's it's why i do what i do because it's helping other people fulfill their potential. And then they can take that out to their families, to their organizations and fulfill the wider potential. And, and that's what the world needs. Mm. The world needs leaders who are strategic um, and constructive that can shape and influence our future in, in a way that is consciously aligned with purpose and values. I love it. The world needs leaders. So it doesn't matter whether you are working for a business, a not-for-profit. This is this is an everyday approach that you can really shift the world. Every little bit matters. Every little bit of momentum and how we show up um, makes a difference uh, to someone in the world. So uh, I love that. I think I know what the answer to this question is going to be. Uh, and we may have already covered it, but if you if you want to give another one, that's fine. Um, what's one nugget you'd like to leave with building brand new listeners today that they could take away and put into practice, implement? We're all about execution here, making strategy happen. So what's something they could implement uh, straight away? Well, you know my mantra of I am enough. So starting starting with that, um, absolutely. There's a, There's an Indian proverb that uh, recently has I've been reminded of, which is all the flowers of all the tomorrows are in the seeds of today. So our tendency is to stick with st status quo, but status quo won't give us a harvest. We cannot wait until tomorrow. We need to start putting attention to our intentions today. And to do that, we need to be clear on what our intentions are. So start sowing those seeds today. Give yourself some space to reflect rather than just using um, reaction and reflex. Start today, don't wait till tomorrow because strategy has a longer time horizon. 
Yeah. Don't wait till tomorrow. Love it. Uh, Brene Brown has this um, expression uh, called working in the Delta. Uh, and it's, it's all mucky. It's sometimes not very attractive, uh, a bit smelly, but all of the nutrients and all of the growth are there. Um, so if we wait for it to be perfect and look perfect and all of that sort of thing, it will just never happen. I think we've got to muck in and plant those seeds. Absolutely. Courage. Courage over courage, comfort. Courage, not, uh, not confidence. Yeah. If you wait till you have confidence, you, you, won't, yeah. uh, you won't do it. Yeah. Well, confidence comes from doing, from, from actually taking action. I know we talked about being and that we're not human doings, but um, we can sit and think all we like, but it has to, there has to be some, something that makes the difference to us. It's not going to just sort of emerge magically, unfortunately. We've got to do the work. Um, so, Kit, we've been talking for quite a while now. Um, it's been it's been lovely to actually uh, sort of allow ourselves the the luxury of just delving into personal strategy. If people wanted to find out more about the personal strategy program, how do I attend one of those workshops you talked about? Um, if they want to talk to you about, you know, coaching or working with their business or anything like that, particularly with personal strategy, what's the best way to get in contact with you? I mean, we do have all your contact details in the show notes, but what's the, the fastest, the best way to get into contact with you? Fastest way from wherever I am in the globe is email, which is kit, K-I-T dot Jackson at strategytogether.com. That is fabulous. So don't wait. Go and plant some seeds, people. Kit, thank you so much for joining me again on Building Brand New. Um, it has been um, it's been a real delight and a real joy to have you back again and to to hear more and share more about what you're doing to really fulfill people's potential. So thank you for being part of this episode. Thank you to you, Kim. And listen- well done on this series. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you for joining us this time. And we look forward to speaking to you again next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Building Brand You podcast. I'm Kim Hamer. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. For all the latest news, hot tips, and special offers, you can become a member of the Building Brand You Facebook group. Just type Building Brand You into the Facebook search box and request to join. You'll also find me on LinkedIn, where you can get your hands on my eight ways to build brand you for free. And to receive exclusive content direct to your inbox and be first in line for upcoming events, sign up to the Brand You Unlocked newsletter. You'll find all of these links in the show notes. I help people to accelerate their success by unlocking their greatest asset. If you'd like to find out how to unlock your reputation, your results, and your impact, book a free 20-minute Coaching with Building Brand New call at calendly.com forward slash Kim Hamer forward slash BBY chat. Accelerate your results by unlocking your greatest asset, you.